Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Yes. This is Anna and Sarah. And this is the first and last dance. dance. And we're getting closer. I know. Six weeks. I know. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. I actually started counting my Mondays and Fridays. Did you? (laughs) Which I was trying not to, but uh, it just, I don't know, it becomes a little more reality. My brother and sister, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law are retiring May 4th. It's so they are they're like, like they're like down to days. Yeah, and, really close. And it's funny. She said it's getting harder and harder for them to go to go to work, but um so far it hasn't been harder for me to come to work. That's so exciting. I'm glad. I mean it's good when you're ending something on a good note mm-hmm. that you still love to do. Mm-hmm. Be you know yeah. much easier to be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So Yeah. That's no, always nice. It's good, and I and hopefully we're going to be a little more upbeat today. Although, I was telling Sarah that I kind of want to discuss really what's going on in education, curriculum wise, and mm-hmm. just expectations wise of us and parents. Is yeah. that all right with you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. So I was telling Sarah that uh, I was talking to some parents and. Um, as you know, I don't know how long ago No Child Left Behind started. I mean, we're probably talking 20 years, don't you I was think? I say, wasn't it? It was a while. I mean, was you it? might have even been in school. Yeah, but who was the... Um, the president? It was, wasn't it Hillary Clinton who's the one who started this? Well, I have this wonderful thing called Google. I'm trying to remember which and president, because I know that was... Uh, but it's been around for a while. A long time, yeah. Um... That's who I think it was, but I could be wrong. Let's see. I know. You're so faster. No, right here. It popped up. President George W. Bush. Oh, I was right. Isn't that funny? In 2001. I was four years old. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm proud of me that I knew my history. (laughs) You're good. And you can do math. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Your teachers did well. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so we were talking, I was talking with these parents about No Child Left Behind, and they were talking about, and I was talking about how curriculum, we've always had curriculum, don't get me wrong, but it has become so, hmm, so expanded in so many different areas. Yes. And absolutely. this parent, and it was like, oh my gosh, I'd never heard this before, um, said anymore they feel that the quote should be no child pushed beyond. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're kind of right. Because I feel like anymore in education, especially throughout COVID, mm-hmm. we have not held kids accountable. No, we have not. It's about just, you know, like I literally had kids during COVID when we were online that did nothing, handed in nothing, and we still progressed them to the next grade. Yep. And the whole answer was, well, it was COVID. And I think that's becoming ingrained in these kids and some parents are using it it too as an excuse. And that we're starting to teach more towards the bottom half than pushing these kids 
to be better and do better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I stand by the fact that I think everyone should have been held back the year of COVID. It should have been a redo year because I think that the reason that we're teaching to those students is because we have so many students that are behind. And there you go. if we had kept everyone back that year, like I think we should have, but I'm not in charge, um, then I think we would be a lot more successful today. Huh. I never thought about that, the way you just I mean, put it. look, there's a lot of kids that probably would have been fine, but there are so many that wouldn't have. And the idea that we say, okay, you have a do-over year this year where we hold you accountable because, yes, COVID was insane. It was a wacky year. Yeah. It was nothing we've ever experienced before. Um, but now we're back, and now we need to start – understanding that we're back and we can't really use that as an Keep excuse using anymore. His excuses yeah oh my gosh i like that sir the only thing i think I, I and i don't and not that you've had time to think about this but i think where that would have ran into play is high school yes. like with just you know credits and sports and anything extracurricular and then it affects maybe college yeah that's maybe, but I can... I how do they even would, apply for college? Like, how do students apply for college when they didn't, t- yeah. like, do any work for any classes? Did they fail those classes during COVID in high school? Or did they still pass like we yeah, were doing with see, our kids? That would be, you know, we should... We'll have to have a... Maybe we'll have to have a high school teacher on. Yeah, I mean, days. I'm just honestly really curious I don't as know. to how that was all handled because I don't know. Yeah. I only know how we handled it. Exactly. I don't know how high school handled it. So, I mean, because that's the way that I always think about it is basically those kids lost out on a year of learning. Truly. Truly. I mean, Truly cause they it, did. Because everything we taught them first semester went away. When they are not in school for six plus months, mm-hmm. they don't remember any of it. Yeah. So it's really hard when... Then we come back and we're expecting them to be all caught up to fifth grade, sixth grade standards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of our levels is a four that we can give them, but we don't give out fours because we can't teach higher standards. Right. I'm teaching lower standards. Well, we can teach them, but those kids aren't ready. No, not even remotely. Right, yeah. It's not that we can't teach them. It's just they're not ready. Um. Yeah, those are, that's all good points. I hadn't even thought about that. That's why I love when we put our you know our heads together. We mm-hmm. come up with different philosophies or ideas or beliefs or whatever. Because I just was you know saw I didn't even think about maybe making everybody redo that. That's yeah. you know not a horrible idea. I mean, I know we probably would have had some pissed off families, but. Yeah, but n- nobody would have let in this the way our world is. Nobody would have allowed that. But yeah, but nobody that's what have. I wish would have happened. Yeah, like if I could have it my way. Yeah, be really nice. Well, and then talking about curriculum, I was talking about how there's so much more thrown at us than when I went to school, or and I would assume even you. Um, it was reading, math, science, social studies. Yeah. And now we have, you know, sex education. Oh, I had really good sex education. Oh, up. see, we didn't need that. But then we had things that I felt, well, not just that, but we have behavior, like moral uh, curriculum that we're supposed to sneak in there. And, you know, just all these kind of other curriculums 
um, that are supposed to be snuck in there. Yeah. And then I think about when I went to high school, things that we did have that they don't have and they probably need more, but we had home ec- economics. Yeah, I didn't have home ec. Yeah, and we did, like, real home ec. Yeah. Like, you had washer and, you know, wash machines and dry uh, dryers, and you were taught how to do that. You were taught, um, you know, simple, as corny as it sounds. No, but um, those things are good. Washing dishes, um, sewing we saw basic sewing, you know, like... I think that would have been really fun no, to learn. I mean, we literally, I mean, had a home economics. And we had driver education where the school... In school, which is so cool. Exactly. Yeah. And I just think that those things, I mean, back then it was funny because I felt like the you were taught more of that at home through your parents. Mm-hmm. And now I think less of that is being done by parents so the kids need it even more. Yes. And we don't even have it. No, I think it'd be nice to have, I mean, just little things to teach. Because we have a variety of students in different family situations. And we don't necessarily know what they're all going through. But how helpful would it be to know how to do a load of laundry? Because, oh, you know, one day mom says, you got to take this all to the laundromat. Our laundry, our, you know, washer dryer broke down. You got to go do this. And they don't know how to do it. Right. And, you know. Well, what about that, when you said that, what about fixing simple things? Mm-hmm. Knowing how to use, I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but like screwdrivers and wrenches and just, yeah. you know, I mean, basic knowledge that maybe you could fix certain things on your own. I don't know. It's it's just interesting. Um, and, and now we work, we spend so much more time on emotional and social things Mm -hmm. which I feel we're getting weaker and weaker as our young adults are getting weaker and weaker yeah it's interesting to see I mean my biggest thing that I've been talking about this week is testing because I do not remember having this much testing when I was in um in School. school yeah and I counted it out. So we have MAPS testing for English and reading, which is a day each, three times a year. So that's six days of testing for MAPS testing. And you do science in okay, fifth yeah, grade. So, okay, yeah. Uh, fifth grade does SBAC science. So that's another day uh-huh. plus. And then we have SBAC reading, which is two days, and SBAC math, which is two days, which is 11 days total of testing at least. Yeah. That's if everything goes great and according to plan. And... I just think that that's insane how much testing these kids yeah. have. Like, I don't, I, we did star testing and it took like a full week. It was like four or five days. It was in one week. We did it all. It was out of a book. It was still paper. And that was it. And I remember in a few grades, you do have to do that extra science test. Yeah. How did we get into so much more testing? Like, that's kind of crazy to me. You know, here's another funny story. Now that I think back to the beginning of my career, I had a principal. His name was Mr. Coletta. And this was in the beginning of my career down at the elementary ed and elementary school. And he said, folks, the day of accountability is coming. So, okay, that was over, what, 28 years? Yeah. Think about that. Or 25 years ago, whatever. The day of accountability and look at it's all about accountability for teachers yeah for kids for you know uh, 
admin, whatever. I think it was their only way to keep schools accountable. Yeah, but it doesn't keep kids accountable. And I hate state testing because I don't think it shows a clear picture of, you know, who a child is. I had a student finish in 10 minutes because they struggle with reading and so they didn't understand the prompt. And doesn't mean that the student doesn't try as hard as they can Mm -hmm. because they do. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing I can do about it. There's no way to fix that for them. And there's no way to share with the world that this student is a bright kid and works really hard because MAPS test doesn't show that. SBAC doesn't show that. And it's a bummer because that's very defeating to a child. Well, you know... One thing, um, did you have any kids opt out? No. I actually had a student, and this is kind of the, I mean, the first time that I can remember that a parent opt their child out of um, SBATs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa. And this child is very bright, to be honest with you. And I didn't ask. It was none of my business why. But I figured this child probably has um, anxiety and maybe that's why, or maybe that their philosophy is, yeah. this doesn't prove anything. And I don't know. So I, I was thinking maybe that. Um, I were on the, what? Oh, no, I was just going to say something more about testing. Oh. But on the flip side, the only thing I will say, I mean, S facts, I think, are whatever, blah. But maps, the one thing I do like about maps is it looks at the individual student's growth every year. I don't mind MAPS. I think taking it three times is a bit yes, much. Yes, but I But I do think that MAPS is a lot better than SBAC, yes, in my opinion. Totally. Yeah. And I like that it, it like shows you know where they were in kindergarten. First yeah. Thing. So you can kind of see a pattern if they're... You know, staying on the course, staying, you know, on the course or if something is for, you know, wrong. But, um, uh, yeah, three times a year is not necessary. It's a lot. Not necessary. I wrote on for each of my kids this week, I said, you are smart. You are capable. This is just a test. This does not determine how smart you are. You're going to try your best. You're going to work hard. You are more than a test. And I said, now say it to yourself. And so I repeated it with like eyes. Yeah. I said, I believe in you. You got this. Take a deep breath. Go slow and focus. And I saw this teacher on TikTok who I love. And she teaches like second graders, third graders. And uh-huh. she has them repeat it back to her. And I'm like, my fifth graders aren't going to do that. So I printed it out and wrote it for them. And had it on all their desks. And I was, I was like, read that before awesome. you do that. Because that's the thing is I remember I was not a good test taker. I had really bad test anxiety. And I remember feeling dumb when I was done with these tests or when I got my scores. Uh-huh. And it does not even remotely show what kind of a student you are. It doesn't tell you what you're going to be able to do in your life Um and it doesn't show how hard you work. So there, there's where you nailed it right there. Yeah. Because I was kind of the same. I was, I always considered myself an average student. Yeah. And I didn't I worked do great really on hard, tests. But I was never in honors school no. classes or anything like that. But I am a dang hard worker. Yeah. And I'm ornery or stubborn or <laughs> whatever. I don't know what you want to call it. And a test doesn't it. show that. No, a test doesn't show that. And it, you're right. A test doesn't show what you can accomplish if you put your no, mind to it. No, I mean, it. look, I was a B student. I did take a couple AP classes. 
And I have a master's degree, and I'm looking at getting a second master's degree. Mm-hmm. I work really hard, and I take pride in the fact that exactly. I work hard. But no test is going to show that. I went to junior college so that I did not have to take my SATs or my ACTs because I would not have done well. And when you transfer from a junior college, they don't look at those scores. So I didn't, I've never taken wow. the SATs or ACTs. But that was probably smart financially, too, because yeah. you get all those basic classes out of the way. Yeah, I and did. And then a, head I, into four-year yeah, school. I did a year at a junior college and it was a great choice for me it helped me figure out what I want to do it um allowed me to take some cheaper classes mm-hmm. and and I met one of my best friends there so yeah um but yeah I mean that's my standpoint I, no, I on ta- testing. like I and I think we've discussed this before where my belief about going to college right away I don't know if it's the smartest thing for most kids because yeah, they don't know what they want to do. No, and, and it's so, so you're expensive. You're spending a lot of money on kid, or kids will think they know what they want to do and do that mm-hmm. for two years. Decide, oh my god, that's not for me, and then a lot of their credits won't assist them. Yeah, and I've always said I'm just not a firm believer in nest like necessarily sending them to a four-year university right away i know i think junior colleges are a great option i think junior colleges need to work with uh universities and four-year colleges more because that was the issue i did not go a second year because there weren't enough classes for me to take that would transfer Uh. so i made it one year and it was a great year um but then i I had to transfer, and yeah. I, I literally only applied to UNR. It was the only school I applied to, the only school I wanted to go to, and I still changed my major. Wow. See? Like, I still did. Yeah. It didn't affect me graduating, thank God, because I took extra classes and took summer classes, but for a lot of people, it does. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, it, I, I'm sorry, but I just feel our college system, like everything, has become about money. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so It's all about money. I mean, you know, them I, making I, money, and... Um, and like I said before, we've talked about this is the importance of trade schools. Our, our, our whole, uh, I think society right now is just lacking in those trades that are necessities to people. Mm -hmm. Find someone like right now, my roof got blown off during all these winds and finding a roofing, you know, that can come in because there's not a lot of them. So Mm -hmm. finding someone that could get here soon oh my gosh or plumbing or electricity all these things that yeah you those are skills that we're all starting to lose mm-hmm. not we're but i mean our society yeah um you know because i think like i said a lot of kids either think they have to go right into college into these i have to be an engineer or i have to be a doctor and don't get me wrong, we need all that, but there's other professions that are so necessary and make really good money. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm a huge believer in junior college and trade school yep. and taking a while to figure out what you want before you. Yeah. Before you go away. I mean, I think college is great. I loved college. Uh, you know, I met Robbie there. I made a lot of friends there. Um, I didn't leave Nevada after college. Yeah. Um, She's stuck here. I'm I'm here. Um, But it's not for everyone. And different paths are not. Like, everyone has a different path. And I think that's fine. And I think we need to start teaching kids that that's okay to take 
a little bit of time to figure out what you want to do instead of in as a freshman in high school saying, okay, ready to start looking at colleges? Yeah. It's good for some, but not all. Totally. I totally agree. Wow. We were definitely on a soapbox today. Hmm. But I like it. I like it. I think... uh, And the other thing I just really, for those of you that are listening, get involved in your school board meetings yes parents the only way change is going to happen if you don't like what's going on in school is you need to go to those meetings Mm -hmm. i mean i've even thought just because of my personal beliefs of even running for school board after i retire oh that'd be a great idea seriously i mean because i think i feel like sometimes the classroom teacher isn't really heard from Mm-mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. or if we go we have to be careful of what we say or mm-hmm. how we say it or because it could affect us oh i get that i've thought about that the whole time we do this podcast is, oh yeah I, can we'll know, catch up what with can us i say and not that careful. i yeah just being careful of not sharing too much of what i believe because i want to make sure, well one i want to make sure i'm neutral about things in a classroom um, but two, you know, I want to keep my job. I want to make sure that right. no one's offended by what I say. And I will tell you this though. I don't, neutral should, it, I mean, maybe balanced is a better word because yeah. the reason I say that is because we're all people and we all have opinions and yeah. beliefs and not that we're going to push those beliefs onto the kids, but if something we feel strongly about is going on in our classroom and we don't feel it should be, we need to be able to speak out about that. Yeah. And and that's not meaning that you can't remain neutral. It's just saying that you're seeing something that maybe isn't right. And I think as a first year, you know, beginning of your mm-hmm. career, remember that. Yeah, I mean, I mean don't I... hold back if you really see something. I mean, I'm telling you, this you got to be heard. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think the kids should know what political affiliations I have. I right. don't think they should know any of those things. I try and keep really neutral right. with that. Right, I, I just, totally agree. You know, I teach them both sides because I've had pr- professors and teachers who didn't teach that way. And I think it's really important to give them every opportunity and teach them every single thing and let them make their own decision because... I know they're getting it at home. You know, you can tell, well, some of them. You can tell which kids are... <laughs> I just uh, gave her the eye. Which kids have those conversations with their parents. Yes, yes, so, that you know, is true. That's what I mean by kind of remaining neutral is really when it comes to politics and kind of what's going on yeah. in our country sometimes. And I agree totally with you on that. Here's my problem where I don't know. Like, so let's say I haven't, thank God had a student that has refused to stand for the pledge. Yes, I have not now, either. I know there are... Whatever my, whatever my... I mean, I don't... Whether I'm Democrat, Republican, whatever. That, to me, is just respect. Mm-hmm. Of all the people that have fought and died for our, our rights, our country. And I'll be doggone if I'm going to support that. So, thank God well, I haven't had to face that. No, and especially from a middle schooler who probably doesn't fully understand yeah. anything. And 
in my opinion, is just doing it to do it. Yeah. You know, if they had yeah, a real reason. Following. Yeah, if they had a real reason, I would sit down and listen to them and we would have a conversation yeah. about it. But from what I've heard, the students who have, it's just kind of to be defined. Yeah, because their buddy or somebody, yeah, they saw something on Facebook. Not Facebook. They're not on Facebook. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> There's a, what, Instagram? Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. Oh, my God. They saw something on that. And uh, like I said, there's some things I thank God that I haven't had to deal with because I think I would have dealt with that. Yeah. I, I, I haven't just, had a single kid even question it or say anything. I mean, we do the Pledge of Allegiance in sign language. I know. So, That's I mean, awesome. and my kids love it. So, I haven't had a single issue with that. Or just, like, being respectful about those things. We had a couple kids talking during our moment of silence, and we talked about it and said, you know, here's why we have a moment of silence. Right. This is why we're respectful. This is right. why we're going to sit here and we're going to make sure that we are quiet and we're standing mm-hmm. for that time. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I hope that, I hope your career goes like that, that you don't really have to face any major that would be awesome. things that are against maybe what you truly believe, mm-hmm. you know, that could be controversial. Yeah. yeah, I think my biggest one is I had a kid drawing swastikas all over everything. And I had a big issue with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. Let's figure out what's going on here. Yeah. Um, so how would you deal with that? Well, I pulled the student aside and asked if they even knew what they were drawing. Right, which they probably didn't. And they didn't. So then we talked about what it meant and what it was and what that sign stood for. And um, did some research together and talked about it. And I didn't send the student out. I didn't give him a think sheet. I didn't do anything like that because I genuinely didn't think they knew what they were doing. Right. So I was like, okay, let's just take a moment. Let's talk about it. Well, that's so, good. But I had to breathe for a minute because that one doesn't go over well with no. me. But so. well, that's what I mean. We yeah. all have our mm-hmm. um, whatever beliefs. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not about about teaching them one way or another but certainly when they cross over something that's very important to us Mm -hmm. I don't know you still have to stick up for you know what you think is right and wrong definitely you know I don't know (laughs) too deep last year last week we were flatliners and this week we're intense yeah so (laughs) Uh, did you have any fiascos? I think my fiasco is just the craziness of testing for two days where your students, those two days are like a null and void. Like you test in the morning and you're not getting all that much done later and they're exhausted and you're exhausted. Yesterday afternoon, I thought I was going to fall asleep. I was so tired and like could not function and... It was just a long few days. Um, So I think that's just my fiasco. It's been a pretty good week overall, but yeah, it was hard. That was hard. Testing's hard. Yeah. I, um, I think for me, I just have a student I'm really, really struggling with. Oh, me too. I just feel like um, I'm pushing and pushing to get things accomplished with that student 
And I just don't feel like I'm being heard. No. And yes. not by the right people. Mm-hmm. I mean, my core is totally on board with me, but I just don't feel like I'm being heard. I'm being listened to. And the parent is not helping at all either. And that is frustrating me. Yeah. Because at this point, I could just say, well, whatever. Let that kid sit here and do nothing. Mm-hmm. What do I care? I have six weeks left. But on the flip side, I'm like, no doggone it. Because they're gonna be dealing, they're gonna be dealing with it next year. Oh yeah, the same student, and so I'm like, anyway. So that mm-hmm. that's my fiasco. That you know, I'm just on the struggle bus with. I feel that I've had a struggle. I'm sorry. So I think I've heard about your struggle yeah. a little bit. But so does that show you it doesn't matter if it's the beginning no. or end of your career? We're always going to have. We're always going to struggle. We're always going to have struggles. <laughs> yeah. But we will persevere because we, we are, are teachers. Heck yeah. Which I can't find that dang movie, Teachers, because I want you to watch it. It's with Nick Nolte. I don't even know if the name of it really is Teachers, but it's about teachers. And I cannot find it on anywhere. Netflix, nothing. Did you figure out what movie it is? I think it's called Teachers. It's with Nick Nolte. He is the um, one of the major characters. And I can't remember the lady. But I'm like, doggone it. I bet you I can find it for you. Um, I bet you I can. But um, you had a... You had a a song for us too. Oh yes, I do. The yes. song is Ooh Child and it is by wait a minute. The Five Stair Steps. <laughs> You're gonna have to send me that because I have no idea. Okay. I what will. that song um, is. And just a little background on it. I well I'm a disco kid anyways yes. by not that it was necessarily disco, but it was um it said the lyrics tell the listener that things are going to get easier in times of strife. And so I just, um, when you listen to it, I think you like it, honestly. It's, um, it was on the top 40 in 1970. Oh. Which is kind of weird because today is... Um, I found it. Oh, you found the movie. Yeah. Where was it? Where can I get it? I don't know. I'm but it is called Teachers. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, anyways, because today was Earth Day. Yes. And the first Earth Day was 1970. Oh, that's perfect. Isn't that weird? Bing! Hey, when things happen like that, you just got a question. Okay, so, yeah, did you find the song? The Five Stair Steps. Oh, oh, child. Oh, oh, child. I'll have to look it up. You'll have to send me a picture of it. Okay. I will do that. Anyways. (sighs) Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And uh, we will be here again next week. Mm Mm-hmm. We still got to get somebody on here. I know. We need to get someone on. listening to us. Probably. We think we're funny. We think we're entertaining. Yeah, we're, we think you just want to listen to us every single day. <laughs> That's okay. Anyways, thanks, Mom, for listening. Exactly. Your mom. Your mom. My mom doesn't even have internet, so Aww. it's your mom. <laughs> your mom's so sweet. I see her sometimes. Uh, 
Yeah, picking up Lukey. Oh. Yeah, we're lucky. All right, everyone, have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, take care. This has been the first and last dance, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.